All right. Well, welcome, guys, to the ASA podcast. Today, we have Andy Sipley and myself, Ricky McDonough, and we're going to talk to you a little bit about eggs today. So with that, Andy, would you like to take it away? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's begin. And this should be a good one because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, well, there has been over the last few years, um, 10 years, 20 years, whatever, a lot of debate over whether eggs are good for you or bad for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's turning around. I think people are starting to get the right picture, which we're going to talk about. But I think there are still some people that are kind of concerned about eggs and whether they should eat them or avoid them or whatever. So we figured let's try to clear it up on this episode, right? Yeah. It always seems like it pops up in the news, you know, every, so every couple of years, something comes out and says, all oh, eggs are bad for you or all oh, eggs are the best thing for you. So yeah, exactly. So that can be pretty confusing. So we'll try to clear up some of that confusion here. And um, I figured the way that I would start this was just by saying right off the bat that um, in my opinion, and I'm pretty certain of this, eggs are incredibly good for you. They're a very healthy food. You agree with that? Disagree? What's your stance there? Do you eat eggs? <laughs> I do. I, I normally do eat eggs. I would normally either have like five egg whites or I would have three whole eggs, just depending on if I'm cutting or bulking and what I'm trying to use the eggs for. Obviously, a lot of the good you know, nutritional value comes from the yolk, but mm-hmm. you know, if you want to cut, you, it's, it's, it has a lot of fat too. So, Sure. Yeah. How often do you eat them? Like how many eggs a week would you say you eat? I mean, right now, actually, I eat zero because I, I started a raw vegan diet. Oh, interesting. Okay. To, yeah, it's a 30-day challenge, and I'm just trying yeah. to s- see what happens. But I, I say once you know that's over, I'll probably go back to three eggs a day, which would be about 21 a week. Yeah, that's actually – I was trying to estimate mine, and I thought I'd eat anywhere from 20 to 24 a week, probably about 20. I'd say like a dozen and a half to maybe up to a dozen a week, but that's on a high week. But yeah, 20 eggs a week. Okay. So about the same place as you. Um, and yeah, let's uh, jump right in. I was going to say right off the bat that I think, uh, you know, I always get annoyed with the term superfood that's thrown around in marketing a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But if there are some things that I would put in that category or call a superfood myself, eggs might be one of those things. Um, it is, uh, they are one of the most nutritious foods on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually good reason for that. One way I like to think about that is, an egg is that's supposed to grow into an entire organism. You know, I mean, that's a baby chicken, right? Mm -hmm. So an egg contains literally everything that an organism needs to grow and develop, you know, to the point where it comes out of its shell and it can actually start finding its own food. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a cool way to think about how, you know, nutritionally packed an egg is and how it, you know, and the reason why it would have everything that uh, a living organism would need to grow and thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe uh, one thing I'll do first is just get uh, the quote unquote boring stuff out of the way. I just want to run through like what nutrients are found in eggs really quickly before okay. we start talking about um, some of them in detail or whatever. But so the typical egg contains about 70 calories. So if you have like, you know, uh, whatever, a five egg omelet, then what is that? 350 calories, right? Mm-hmm. Um so you got six grams of protein. And again, if you have, you know, five eggs, you got 30 grams. It's a nice, big, high protein meal. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cool things about the protein in eggs, and I, we could talk about this later, but it's very complete. It's got all the essential amino acids you need. Like mm-hmm. we said, everything that an organism needs to grow, mm-hmm. um, including a lot of leucine, which is the most important um, amino acid for muscle growth, for stimulating 
muscle growth. Mm-hmm. So for people who are weight training and want to get stronger, build muscle, whatever, eggs are fantastic for that. There's about half a gram of leucine in every egg. And they usually mm-hmm. say, if you can get about two grams of leucine at a time, that's fantastic for after a workout or whenever you're trying to stimulate muscle growth. So that'd be four eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also got a, a quarter of um, a quarter of a gram of glycine in it, which is the amino acid that we, that's the reason we take collagen protein is to get that glycine content up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of cool. I didn't even know this until I researched it, but the eggs are a high quality source of glycine. So I know I like that. I'm getting a little more of that because we don't get much of it in our diet. Um, fat, five grams of fat, um, 1.5 grams of saturated fat, two grams of monounsaturated fat. So very healthy fats. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously no carbs or very negligible carbs, almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then as far as the nutrients, we've got a lot of vitamins. Uh, there's choline, which is kind of a related to the B vitamin group, vitamin A, um, lots of riboflavin, that's vitamin B2, uh, lots of panophenic acid, that's vitamin B5, um, good for hair, skin, and nails, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Lots of B6, B12, vitamin D. Eggs are actually one of the few food sources of vitamin D because usually we need to go out into the sun to stimulate our own production. But there are some food sources and eggs are a good food source of that. Um, and then a ton of minerals um, loaded with selenium, which is really cool. And that's mm-hmm. actually uh, protective against cancer. One study showed that it was protective against prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and calcium, iron, zinc, copper, magnesium, potassium, a lot of uh, the essential minerals that we need to grow and thrive. And then of course, cholesterol. That's the other thing that's in there that people talk about a lot, about 200 milligrams per egg. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the nutrient breakdown. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. That sounds pretty complete to you, right? I mean, did you talk about the, there's like two antioxidants in there as well, right? Did you look into that? Well, there's a few, because some of those things I listed are actually antioxidants, but you might be talking about like uh, zeaxanthin, lutein, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's what I was mentioning. Yep, that's well, what I was cool. thinking about. Well, in, the, in that case, that is a great transition, because after we talked about that, I wanted to just get into some of the health benefits associated with eating eggs regularly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, take it away. What, what's one of the first ones, maybe related to those antioxidants? <laughs> Eggs are very rich in those two antioxidants that you mentioned, and they protect against, uh, I think, cataracts and some other eye issues. Macular degeneration. Macular degeneration. That's correct. Yeah. Like you said, those are uh, lutein and zeaxanthin are really potent antioxidants, and they they accumulate in the, um, in the retinas of the eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they're in the retina there, and there's a high level of them, they protect against uh, sunlight, which can kind of degrade your retina over time. And also a really cool thing, you know how those blue light blocking glasses have become really popular? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can wear blue light blockers to protect your eyes from the light that comes from TV screens and computer monitors and so forth. Mm-hmm. Those two antioxidants you brought up act as natural blue light blockers as well. Hmm. That's um, interesting. Yeah. So that was really cool. That's uh, a few of the ways they protect, um, protect your eyes. And like you said, they drastically reduce cataract risk and macular degeneration risk. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Eggs. Awesome for eyesight. Uh, what else you got more benefits, more benefits. Well, and I've got a whole list too, when you run out. <laughs> All right. So another great, you know, um, benefit of eggs is choline. Yeah. Fantastic source of choline. Yep. Yeah. And one of the main reasons it's so good is because it, it's actually used to synthesize neurotransmitters in the, uh, in the brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Specifically acetylcholine, which is critical for like 
muscle contraction. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else? So yeah, it's, um, choline's also, uh, um, it's a component of cell membranes. Um, mm -hmm. so it's really important there. And, um, I, you know, I've said before on the podcast, that protecting cell membrane health is something that's pretty important to me. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it also is, yeah. Doesn't like, it also kind of reduce like, you know, liver disease and heart disease as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few things that it's protective for, um, cardiovascular health for one thing. Um, it protects the liver. It's very protective there, which is really important because the liver is, um, kind of where a lot of chronic diseases start. So if you can keep your liver healthy, then you can tend to keep the rest of your body and your other organs healthy over time. Um, it's also protective against, uh, Alzheimer's disease. There's been studies that show it reduces hmm. your risk of, yeah. Um, dementias and Alzheimer's specifically, um, choline's really important in pregnancy, um, because mm. it prevents neural tube defects. So when that happens, you know how they tell uh, pregnant women to make sure they get enough folate because mm -hmm. folate is one of the, the things that's really important for preventing neural tube defects. Choline is also, and those, those defects lead to things like, uh, like spina bifida. That's the big one or, uh, Milo meningocele. Um, so you don't want, obviously you don't want that kind of thing happening to your baby. Um, so it's really important for, uh, for pregnant women to get their adequate choline. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, like the takeaway here, aside from just the benefits of choline is one study showed that 90% of Americans mm -hmm. are deficient in choline. And unfortunately, uh -huh. it, it didn't say how deficient. I would have liked to have seen like, you know, are we getting half of what we need or a quarter or whatever? But the important thing there is nine out of 10 Americans are not getting enough choline in their diet and it has all those benefits. Mm -hmm. um, the only, the reason for that is we don't get choline from many things. Like the only other good source of choline is liver. Yeah. And not many, and liver is a superfood, but not many people eat it. I don't eat yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I would say out of the two choices between eggs and liver, if those are my two choices to get choline, I think I know what I'm choosing. Right on. <laughs> so. so, yeah. So eat your eggs, get your choline. Um, that was a really good one there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go next. Um, it's also a super high quality protein. Um, mm -hmm. We've talked before on the podcast about how getting adequate protein is really important. Most people are deficient in that. Um, I'd be shooting for anywhere from like 80 grams up to maybe over a hundred a day for most people. Um, but the great thing about eggs is, uh, the quality of the protein. So the mm -hmm. quality of a protein source is determined by its relative amount of essential amino acids. Mm -hmm. Um, and a protein that contains all of your essential amino acids in the right ratios is considered high, high quality. And they give it a score, um, Nutrition scientists give proteins a score. They call it their, the biological value of a protein. It's a score of zero to hundred and eggs are one of the few sources of protein where the protein in eggs gets a score of 100. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's that complete. So that's kind of a cool thing. If you're looking for high quality protein source, you can't really, uh, beat an egg <laughs> or you could actually. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That took me a second. <laughs> Um, another good one, uh, eggs are good for weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's because, well, yeah, that's because of, um, the protein that we just talked about and the fat, mm -hmm. you know, they're, uh, they're, uh, high protein, high fat food, which are the two most satiating macronutrients. So they kind of help, um, you know, if you have a higher protein and higher fat diet, then you're going to tend to feel more full over time and eat less food. So eggs are one of the foods that fit into that category. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you see any studies on the weight loss benefits of eggs? Yeah, actually I did. 
there was, I think it was uh, an eight-week study that they did where the two participants had a breakfast that consisted either of two eggs or had a bagel. Yeah. Yep. And, but the calories yeah. were kept the exact same. Yes. It was isochloric. Yeah. Which is really important. <laughs> and yeah, the, the results over the eight week period, it, it was crazy. I mean, it was 61% uh, greater reduction in BMI, a uh, 65% more weight loss, 34% greater reduction in waist circumference and a 16% greater reduction in body fat. Yeah. And that was in the egg group versus the, uh, the group that was eating bagels. So they were mm. both eating the same calories for breakfast. I don't know how many eggs or bagels they ate, but let's say they're eating, mm. you know, a 400 calorie breakfast. Um, mm. The egg group had all those benefits. Like you're talking about 61% less body fat over eight weeks. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Versus the bagel group. Um, there was another yeah. study that basically did the exact same thing. Um, and this one was with, uh, overweight or obese women. Mm -hmm. And they did the same thing with the, uh, the eggs and versus bagels for breakfast. And, um, the egg group felt fuller and ate fewer calories for the next 36 hours after breakfast. Mm -hmm. Just again, speaking to the, um, the satiating properties of eggs. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so there you go. Um, I mean, another great thing, it, I'll add uh, another benefit here. Um, eggs protect against insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, and diabetes. Mm -hmm. um, I found a couple studies on this. One study showed that uh, eating three whole eggs per day reduced insulin resistance, raised HDL, that's your good cholesterol, and increased the size of LDL particles in people with metabolic syndrome. Mm -hmm. All of those things are fantastic for preventing diabetes and turning around metabolic syndrome. Um, and then another study found that men who ate four eggs per week had a 37% lower risk of type two diabetes as compared hmm. to men who eat either zero or one egg per week. Hmm. So that was kind of cool. I actually hadn't seen any studies regarding eggs and uh, metabolic syndrome or diabetes, but it's nice to see there's a, that's been studied and there's a protective effect there as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I did find one study that kind of went against eggs. I know obviously we believe eggs are good and healthy for a, a large number of Americans or, or anybody in the world for that matter. Mm -hmm. But there was one where it said that some studies did show that there was an increased risk of heart disease in people with diabetes. With, yeah, people with diabetes, huh? Yeah. So if, you, so if some people did have diabetes it could increase the risk of heart disease. Yeah. And I wonder what, uh, I wonder what in eggs would have caused that in that group. But in any case, um, this just speaks to the fact that there's no one perfect diet for everybody or one perfect food. Um, you know, so there's always going to be people out there who, no matter how great a certain food is, I mean, mm -hmm. I talk about, for example, fish as being a very nutritious food, but there's people with fish allergies. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so on. So there's always going to be some people that it's not quite right for, and you always have to do your own experimentation and find out. Overall, the vast majority of research shows most people do better and it protects against all these things we've talked about, but there are exceptions. And that's right. really important to point out. I just want to interrupt this amazing podcast with a brief message about one of our sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic in Oneida, New York. I found Dr. P eight years ago due to my continual discomfort and pain in my back. And as an active athlete and someone who likes to play hard, my sessions in the gym started to regress. 
My sleep went downhill. After a comprehensive evaluation by Dr. Pete's team, I was given a detailed treatment plan. After three months of care, my body felt amazing. I have used Dr. Pete as my personal chiropractor for the last eight years and attribute much of my physical abilities and overall health to his approach with chiropractic care. The good news is Lombardi Chiropractic is offering a 50% discount on the initial exam and x-rays to all new members that use the coupon code A is A. So stop trying to self-diagnose and save yourself time and money by visiting LombardiChiropractic.com and schedule your initial consultation today. Um, I think uh, a good thing to talk about next might be the cholesterol issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I, I think the main concern that people have when it comes to eggs, if people are concerned, is the fact that they contain a high amount of cholesterol and maybe their doctors have told them to limit cholesterol in their diet, right? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, even whenever I look at my my fitness pal, which I use that app a lot to count my calories, you know, it. I think the seat was it, is it yelling at you that your, yeah. that your cholesterol content's too high? <laughs> yeah. It always said that like, you're only supposed to take in like 350 milligrams or something like that of It'd cholesterol like a, a day. A <laughs> yeah. It was like, I ate, if I ate three eggs, I was like way over. Cause if I had anything else to contain cholesterol, it was just like done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, sometimes I take those recommendations with a grain of salt, I guess it's just, uh, I would definitely take that one with a grain of salt. This is one of those situations where I, I feel like in, like a lot of times medical, um, or, or the medical industry in general is like a couple decades behind the research. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where um, there's still the, the medical industry is often still uh, basing the recommendations on research that's 20, 30, 40 years old. And it mm-hmm. takes them a while to change the textbooks and change what they teach in medical school and kind of catch up. Yeah. Because um, a lot of the, uh, I look into cholesterol a lot and we will do a podcast on cholesterol specifically at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the the current research shows cholesterol to be um, not something to be concerned about generally. There's there's mm-hmm. a few exceptions, but um, in general, you really don't have to worry about your cholesterol levels too much. It's more about the types of cholesterol, um, now, which we can talk about in a sec. Now, I mean, a lot of the research that you're you're talking about was you know done back in the day. I for, I forget the guy that actually did the testing, but. The reason that people thought cholesterol, I think you're talking about Ansel Ansel Keys, probably. Yeah, I believe so. I believe he was the one that did the study where they found the the cholesterol, you know, in in the arteries, right? Mm-hmm. So they yep. saw cholesterol is collecting in the arteries. Cholesterol must be bad because yep. that's what's causing the heart attacks, right? But they didn't really, I guess, identify the issue of what was causing the plaque buildup in the first place. Correct. Right. You know, because your body naturally produces cholesterol. Even if you don't consume it, your liver is going to produce it. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, cholesterol is super essential for life. It's a, it's a miracle molecule. It's really important. And your body, if you don't eat enough cholesterol, your body will definitely make what it needs. Yeah. Know? And I, I even, I think I even saw a lot in there where the cholesterol that you consume isn't even the majority of the cholesterol that you utilize. The cholesterol you consume is a drop in the bucket compared to what your liver makes on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I think there is there were other underlying issues. And I forget what actually caused the tears in the walls, the artery lining. But I remember there was something that caused those tears, which then caused the, you know, the fatty cholesterol to kind of pack in those areas. And then as mm-hmm. it built up, that's what really caused the issue. Exactly. 
and it's 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 those tears in the uh, the endothelium in the lining of your artery mm-hmm. that start the process of heart disease. Cholesterol is just sent to those sites to repair those tears. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a band aid. Um, you know, it's it's uh it's almost like saying that um you, you know when when you're a little kid and you fall off your bike and you skin your knee, your mom puts a puts a band aid on your knee. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's almost like saying. Uh, Oh, geez. Every time that we find a skinned knee, there's a Band-Aid on it. Therefore, Band-Aids are causing skinned knees. <laughs> That's not the case. The Band-Aid right. is put on afterwards to help it um, help protect it and heal the area. Mm-hmm. It was falling off the bike that caused the, uh, the tear, the skinned knee. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look it up. But do you know offhand what actually caused the tears in the artery lining? There's a variety of things. Um, generally, it's going to be something like inflammation. Uh, sugar will do it. Right. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of things that can float around your bloodstream and start the process of inflammation of the uh, endothelium and uh, tearing or scarring of it. Okay. But that's that's a whole that that's a rabbit hole with a, a lot of details. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. There, I was just looking into it and it, it was like, there was like a long list of different issues that could cause that. I thought it was one thing, but oh no, right. it, it'll be like a hundred things, <laughs> but it's definitely not cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like you said, dietary cholesterol is like, has actually minimal impact on, on the blood levels of cholesterol. Um, your body regulates how much cholesterol it has very tightly by producing more or less as needed. Um, and one study showed, so just to, to hammer that point home, it, your body will produce cholesterol, as you've already said, mm-hmm. if you eat cholesterol, like let's say you eat a lot of eggs or something, your body will just produce less because you're getting some from the food. And then if you cut eggs out of your diet, your body will produce more, but you're mm-hmm. always going to have plenty of cholesterol because your body is going to make what it needs depending mm-hmm. on what you're getting from your diet. Um, one study showed that in 70% of people, eggs have zero effect on their blood cholesterol levels. Hmm. So that's interesting because you always hear advice saying, um, if you're trying to lower your cholesterol, don't eat eggs. Um, and yet this study shows that in 70% of people, eggs have no impact whatsoever on how much cholesterol they have in their blood or body. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the remaining 30% of people, eggs had a very minimal impact. So it's pretty much almost not, if you're concerned about your cholesterol, eggs are not the, the part to be concerned about. Um, yeah. actually, and so to go a little deeper into this, eggs actually improve your cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, because they boost your HDL, which is mm-hmm. the good cholesterol. And that is really important. You want to have an HDL level of at least over 40, um, but preferably up around like 70 or 80 would be really nice. Um, HDL is uh, the particle that kind of um, removes plaque from your arteries. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, because yeah, um, you mentioned earlier that it, in- it increases the size of the LDL particles as well. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. So, this is, like I said, eggs improve your cholesterol. One way they do that is they boost your HDL, which is the mm-hmm. good cholesterol. And the second thing is exactly what you just said. So when it comes to LDL cholesterol, you know, people always call LDL the bad cholesterol, but it comes in different forms. And just to make it really simple, um, we can narrow it down to two forms for right now. There's small dense LDL, and that's the kind that is atherogenic that will uh, cause problems in your arteries. And then there's big fluffy LDL, 
larger LDL particles. And these are the kind we want. These are large buoyant LDL that float around your bloodstream and do what they're supposed to do. And they don't get stuck in your artery wall. Eggs will, um, will raise your big fluffy LDL and they will lower the amount of small dense LDL. So that's a really important change. In, in, in the literature, they call it pattern A and pattern B LDL. Mm-hmm. And if you have something called a, most people get their cholesterol tested and it won't tell them how much is pattern A and pattern B, like small, dense and large fluffy. Um, but if you get like an NMR spectroscopy, which mm-hmm. is just a, a more advanced cholesterol test, you can find out how much of your cholesterol, your LDL cholesterol is the good kind, the big fluffy and how much is the, the small dense. Okay. So you don't want small dense LDL. That is a problem. Um, but the, the, uh, large fluffy buoyant LDL is the kind you want. And that's the kind the eggs give you. Is that the technical term? Large fluffy? Yeah, that's what we're going with. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, let me see, uh, what I have here. Oh, and also multiple studies, um, showed no increased risk of cardiovascular disease from egg consumption. You mentioned the one with, uh, the special population of diabetics. So there might be, a uh, some nuance there, mm-hmm. but multiple studies show no increased risk of card- cardiovascular disease. One study showed that eating at least 12 eggs per week for three months mm-hmm. did not increase cardiovascular risk factors. And they measured a whole bunch of different risk factors for people. And this one was interesting with pre-diabetes and type two diabetes. So that's like a conflicting study to the one that you had found before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just goes to show there's a lot of variation between different people. Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the other, you know, we're citing obviously a lot of different studies, but another one that I found, I don't know if you mentioned this one yet or not, but they studied nearly half a million Chinese adults. Oh, I didn't see that. No. Yeah. Over a nine year period. So, you know, half a million people, Chinese adults over a nine year period and found up to one egg per day led to lower risk of heart disease and stroke. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, it's obviously interesting because, you know, Chinese people aren't eating a a similar Western diet to our own, which is high in a lot of other things that cause cardiovascular disease. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, whenever Americans eat eggs, chances are you're going to put, you know, some cheese on it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have eggs and cheese. And what else yep. normally comes with eggs? Oh, sure. Yeah. Bacon, bacon, and, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> you could put, you could put ham in your Western omelet. You know, you can put tons of- mention the fact that when, when Westerners go to like, let's say a diner and eat eggs, mm-hmm. it's almost always with toast mm-hmm. um, or, you know, some sort of side, like a, a bagel or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Cooked in butter or other low quality, um, like fats and things like that versus in a Western, I mean, in a, uh, you know, in their diet over in China, chances are the eggs being cooked, like, like almost like poached, probably like in some sort of soup or something, or, I mean, they could cook an egg traditionally over there as well, but chances are it's going to be in some sort of a, um, you know, dish or something like that. It's not as it's not packed with a bunch of bacon and other types of ingredients that we eat here. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess just to finish up the cholesterol thing, I was just going to say, if you are concerned about your cholesterol, maybe you have a familial hypercholesterolemia or something like that, or some other uh, um, health concern where your doctor says we actually really do need to get your cholesterol down for 
legitimately good reasons. Um, the best way to lower your cholesterol is by limiting saturated fat, mm-hmm. not by worrying about the cholesterol that you eat. Um, the like we already said, the cholesterol that you eat um, is a drop in the bucket compared to how much your body makes. And saturated fat is the thing that will make your body produce more cholesterol than pretty much any other type of food. So if you are trying to lower your cholesterol, don't worry about, or I wouldn't worry so much about eating less cholesterol. I would worry, I would instead concern myself with eating less saturated fat because that's the thing that's going to raise your cholesterol more than actually eating cholesterol will. And mm-hmm. so for those people, I would say I wouldn't worry so much about eggs because even though they do contain cholesterol, that's not much of an issue. And eggs are very low in saturated fat. Mm-hmm. Now, if you cover them with cheese and butter, like you said, and have bacon on the side, that's changing things. But in that mm-hmm. case, it's the butter, the cheese, and the bacon that's raised in your cholesterol, not the eggs. Right. So I thought um, that was pretty good. Boy, we ripped right through some uh, some benefits of eggs. And we talked about the cholesterol issue. Um, I wanted to uh, wrap up with maybe talking about some tips. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Tips regarding eggs. I had a few of them here. The first one I would say is go for quality. And we harp on this all the time. You know, we're always talking about eating organic, clean, like we always talk about high quality food, you know, grass fed meat as opposed to um, KFO meat, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I thought a good thing to do would be to go through some of the terms that you see when you, uh, when you're buying eggs, you know, we see things like <clears throat> cage free, organic, free range, uh, pasture, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know what that means. Yep. So uh, I guess we'll, I'll start with, I'm going to go through like a, a little list from uh, the, the, maybe the least important to the mo- most important stuff. Okay. So the first, the first one would be cage free. And that mm-hmm. sounds great. You're like, Oh, awesome. They're running around in the sun. That's, that's fantastic. Cage free is a really misleading term. It, it doesn't mean much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, technically cage free just means that the, uh, the hens are not kept in a tiny little cage that, mm-hmm. that, that holds one hen in a tiny little small space. But usually the trade-off is they're just kept in a larger cage. Um, it ba- basically they're kept in uh, like an industrial hen house mm-hmm. where they're packed in so tightly, they, they shove so many hens in there that they might as well be in a cage. Yeah. Um, they have no room to move. They're like packed shoulder to shoulder, like sardines in a can. And that's considered cage free. Um, on top of that, those hens are usually pumped full of antibiotics who knows what they're being fed. Um, so cage free mm-hmm. sounds good, but if you see that on a label, you might not be getting the, the, the high quality egg that you're looking for. The next one is free range. Mm-hmm. And that one, uh, is a little bit better, but it's also kind of a misleading term. It makes it sound like, again, like they're running around out in the sun. Mm-hmm. Free range just means that the hens get some, and it's usually very limited, uh, access to the outdoors. Right. Um, and it might only be for like an hour. I think there's actually limitations or um, rules as far as how much access to the outdoors they get. And I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a limit to how much, but I remember seeing that, you know, you, they have to at least have access to the outdoors for a given portion. I don't remember the exact hours a day. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't know if it's like one hour a day or four hours a day or what it is, 
but yeah. free range doesn't mean that they get to be outside all the time. It right. means that they have access to the outdoors, usually through some tiny little door in their hen house, mm-hmm. which many of them won't even make Leave. it out into. Right. Um, and only for a small portion of the day uh, or more, but usually mm-hmm. it's limited to a small portion because they're trying to <laughs> maximize efficiency of producing uh, eggs and hens and so forth. I just wanted to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about one of my all-time favorite supplements, collagen protein. I've been taking collagen for over 15 years, and I consider it a staple in my daily health routine. Collagen is the primary building block of connective tissues, such as hair, skin, and nails, as well as ligaments, tendons, cartilage, and bone. If we don't get enough collagen, then these tissues age prematurely, leading to wrinkled skin, thinning hair, and painful joints. That's why I take collagen every day. It keeps my hair, skin, and nails healthy, and my joints strong and pain-free. The brand I use is Native Path. I choose Native Path because their collagen is the highest quality available. It's organic, it comes from grass-fed cows, it includes both type 1 and type 2 collagen peptides, and it's hydrolyzed, which is critical for better absorption. Native Path even makes collagen coffee creamers. I personally use the vanilla creamer, and it's absolutely delicious. I highly recommend adding collagen to your health routine. If you're interested, go to nativepath.com and use the coupon code AISA15 to get a 15% discount on your order. Yeah, I mean, so, and and the area is a very limited area that they have. It's almost like they're stored in the same container as the cage-free eggs. You know, or the cage-free hens, or whatever. Yep. And it they except just get that they them, can step outside. Yeah. Maybe like a little one, who knows, two foot by two foot area where they can get a <laughs> tiny little bit of outdoor exposure. Right. But the issue is, it's like these hens don't really like the sun anyway. They they bred them to want to stay indoors and stay in temperature-controlled areas. Plus, they grow so rapidly that they can't even normally support their weight anyway, and they just basically spend most of their time sitting in the dark regardless. Exactly. Yeah, so if you get free-range eggs, you're probably not getting a a hen that has spent much time, if any, outside, Mm -hmm. despite the free-range label. So you're just paying more for essentially the cheaper eggs anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So then that brings us to the next one, and this is a, a good thing, organic Mm-hmm. Or organic just means that um, they're not pumped full of antibiotics to make them, you know, uh, resistant to disease and stuff to maximize production. Mm-hmm. Those antibiotics get into your system and do damage there. I mean, they can disrupt your gut microbiome and so forth. So mm-hmm. organic, no antibiotics. Mm-hmm. They're not fed GMO feed, so you're mm-hmm. not getting any of that uh, glyphosate that we've talked about on pre- previous podcasts, which has a whole host of uh, problems to our our body. Mm-hmm. Um, and with organic, they do get access to the outdoors. I don't know how much it is, but mm-hmm. they do get some access. It might be the same as the free range. But See, I was thinking that organic, technically, they could be raised the same exact way as the cage-free. If the, it's, the free range, actually, because they do get access to the outdoors. Well, I thought it had to be organic and free-ranged. Like I thought the, the thing would say organic free-ranged. I mean, it's, I, I think, it's obviously not like that hard to do. If you're going to make right. them organic, you might as well just add a little cage with a hole, you know, so they can go out there if they want. But from that what might, I, yeah, go that ahead. might, that might be the case. Um, but, but I think, I think if they're organic, they have to be allowed access to the outdoors. Mm. Um, but I think the reason you see organic free range written on a, a carton is just because the more of those terms that a, a manufacturer can put on the label, the, the better it sounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll just throw the term free range on there just to, you know, make it sound even healthier. But right. so organic is good. We do want the hens to get organic feed. Mm-hmm. And it's better uh, but, for you too. Generally, the nutrition profile of those eggs are a little bit better as well. Oh, yeah. Much better. Yeah. I'll talk about that in a sec. <laughs> 
Um, so that brings me to the next one. Um, omega-3 enriched. You often mm-hmm. see that like hens fed an omega-3 rich diet or omega-3 fortified or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that they were fed flax seeds as part of their diet, which is a source of uh, ALA, which converts into omega-3 fatty acids. This is a really good thing. Um, the omega-3 enriched hens, the ones that are eating these flax seeds, their eggs will typically have about five times as much omega-3 fatty acids which are really good for you as the conventionally fed hens, the ones that are just fed grain or whatever. Mm -hmm. So omega-3 enriched is a good thing. It doesn't mean that they're living in great conditions or anything, but at least, at least you're getting more omega-3s from the egg. Mm -hmm. And then, so that brings us to the last one, which is what you want. This is the good thing, the gold standard, (laughs) (laughs) and that's pasture raised. Mm -hmm. If you can find pasture raised eggs, what that means is that they were raised on farms and allowed to roam freely. They, mm-hmm. These are the ones that are outside and just roaming around in the sun, doing whatever they want to do. They're happier. They get to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, they're eating bugs, plants, yeah. what, roots, whatever little things they find, whatever they want to eat. Um, a more natural diet for a chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, they get ample sunlight. They get ample exercise because they're outside moving around. All good things. There's more omega-3s in these as well because they're eating a more natural diet and they do produce more omega-3s. And like you said, the nutritional content is a lot better. When when they've done studies on the vitamin and mineral content of pasture-raised versus conventionally raised, you know, like hen house or CAFO-raised eggs, Mm -hmm. and uh, the vitamin and nutrient, the vitamin and mineral content tends to be a lot higher, sometimes double as much in a pasture raised egg versus the conventionally raised ones. Mm -hmm. Now, is there, do you know, is there a difference between pasture raised and let's say organic pasture raised? Uh, No, um, because let me think, um, because I feel like the pasture raised ones are not allowed to, there's, there's no GMO feed and there's no, um, there's no antibiotics used. I don't know because I. So I did a I did a quick Google search, and it says that pasture raised is not the same thing as organic. Well, yeah, it's definitely not the same because organic doesn't mean that they're roaming around a pasture. Right, but it says certified pasture raised hens may still be fed GMO feed. Oh, or, well, there or, you go. Or fed or feed grown using chemical pesticides. Okay, so that's exactly what we want to avoid. I mean, while I still think that they'll have more benefits, you know, it's a healthier, you know, chicken and they do have access to all that other stuff. Like you said, like they can choose to eat bugs or whatever they get, you know, whatever they peck at, mm-hmm. but the feed that they get is, is critical. It can, yeah. They can also be fed GMO, you know, type feed. Well, that, that, that I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that, uh, that taught me something there. I assumed that pasture raised was going to get an mm-hmm. organic diet. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that was the case. But... I thought so too, actually. So it's not just you. I, <laughs> nice. I thought I thought that pasture raised meant, you know, like, why are you going through the trouble of raising pasture raised chickens to then just give them crap feed? You know, right? you're spending all this money to make to, and you could just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Well, it, it, it perfectly ties into my, my final tip for this section, mm-hmm. which was um, just that to wrap up this point, I was going to tell people when you're shopping, um, just to summarize what we said, 
buy pasture raised organic. <laughs> yes. And I assumed that that they were getting organic anyway, but I wrote, yeah, buy pasture raised organic eggs. Um, mm-hmm. And if that's not available, then at the very least, get omega three enriched eggs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, free range is better than conventional, at least. Mm-hmm. But pasture raised organic is what we're shooting for. Right. Um, <clears throat> I only got a couple, another couple tips here. Um, okay. One is. Uh, um, just that the best eggs have really bright yellow yolks. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed the difference when you get like the pasteurized organic eggs versus the, like the, just the conventional cheap eggs in the store? Oh what yeah. The yolks look like, I mean, I remember whenever I first switched over, like those regular eggs that, you know, you can buy them for maybe like nine cents, you know, an egg or something like <laughs> yeah. that. It was, uh, the yolks were like pale yellow and, it, and the, the egg whites were normally very runny. Like I could tell like the consistency of the egg was just not there. Like it, you crack it open, it would just kind of like, you know, kind of just go all over the place in the yeah. pan. But yeah. whenever, but whenever I bought the, you know, organic pasture raised ones, you notice the, I, you know, you said brighter yellow. I thought they looked like orange. Yeah, exactly. They look like a deep, rich yellow or almost an orange, like a, a mm. deep, rich gold color. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing when you, uh, most people don't even know that because they've only had the the regular eggs mm-hmm. and the yolks are yellow, but like you said, they're a very pale color. When you actually go and get an, an organic pasteurized egg and crack it open, you'll be surprised at how deep mm-hmm. orangey gold that yolk is. Mm-hmm. And that color comes from... Uh, um, among other things, the, uh, the, the vitamin A content that we talked about, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's so, uh, so beneficial to us. Um, so that's a, a really important thing to, uh, to look for. That's a good way to know whether you're getting high quality eggs or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last tip was just that to me anyway, eggs are a really great opportunity for eating more vegetables. Um, yeah. If, you know, vegetables are something that a lot of people find kind of hard to fit into their diet. Um, you know, most people think, okay, I'll eat a, a salad or something that'll, that'll give me some vegetables. Mm-hmm. That's one option, but they kind of struggle to get more veggies. Every time that I make eggs, I'm always chopping up a bunch of greens, uh, you know, onions, garlic, like all these, whatever vegetables you want, mushrooms, you know, whatever you're into mm-hmm. and peppers, throw them into the eggs and scramble them up, make an omelet. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just a really good way to, they're a great carrier of <laughs> vegetables into my diet. Anyway, I don't mm-hmm. know if you do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, whenever I have the time, I normally would, um, I would chop up green peppers and onions and I would normally kind of like saute those, get them kind of broken down, get them cooked. And then I would add my eggs to that and, you know, kind of mix it up. And I, I thought that always gave it a really good flavor. Obviously I, I sneak in uh, veggies other ways. So yeah, I, I you, put you a, do a good job with that. You're doing a lot of veggies this month. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing a, a ton of veggies this month, but, and I'm not sneaking them in. I just have to eat them. Yep. But, but yeah, I always found that like making your own salads just sometimes are, they just don't come out as well as if you like go someplace and buy a salad. And I don't yeah. know, I don't know what the reason is. Cause I feel like I, I do my best cooking and doing all this other stuff. But when I make a salad at home, it's um, never quite the same as a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I still don't get it. Maybe it's just because I had to make it and it doesn't taste as good as I hoped. I, I have no idea. But yeah, sneaking them, sneaking in, like cutting, even cutting up some spinach. And I, it's really important to try to cook the spinach as much as possible and get all the, the water out of it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you can get all the water out of the veggies and then you add your eggs, that that works best because I hate yeah. watery eggs. So that's exactly that's how I do it. I'll um I'll start my pan with uh, a little bit of butter and then I'll throw in all my vegetables and let them start cooking. Mm-hmm. And you know you can throw a mountain of greens in there, and as mm-hmm. it sautes, it sautes down into a, a smaller volume. And then mm-hmm. once they get you know cooked, you just throw your eggs on top, scramble them up, and uh, and there you go. Now you got a lot of vegetables and these super healthy eggs that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Boy, do you have any other tips or any other things about eggs that you wanted to talk about? Tips for I- eggs. I mean, if you get a really high quality egg, you know, there, there's obviously a lot of diseases associated with eggs. Um, was it salmonella? salmonella? Yeah. So, I mean, you do have to kind of be careful about that. But for a long time, people have eaten just raw eggs. Like, you know, you see in Rocky, you know, he's chugging yeah. like what, 12 eggs or something in a glass, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I wouldn't say do that. Cause it's probably disgusting. But <laughs> if, if you add an egg to like a smoothie or something like that, like you can actually just crack an egg into a smoothie and blend it up. And it actually gives it like a really creamy texture. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're getting some good proteins and it's, you know, something quick and easy you can have right before the gym or after the gym. Good call. And one of the great things there, whether it's going in a smoothie or whether it's, um, you know, scrambled eggs with all the vegetables, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. eggs will actually help you get more of those nutrients from your fruits and vegetables and whatever that they're mixed with. Because mm-hmm. some of those things that you find, some of those nutrients that you want are fat soluble mm-hmm. and they need a fat to carry them into your body. And the eggs provide the fat that mm-hmm. will absorb those nutrients and carry them into your body. So they're a great way to make the other healthy things in your diet even more beneficial by getting those nutrients into you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right then. Um, do, I think we we hammered eggs pretty well here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's all I got. So, and, which by the way, um, that's my next meal today. I'm not just saying that for this episode. That's because that that my... you just woke up. <laughs> I'm always just waking up. You know me. <laughs> No, it's because I didn't have time to make my uh, my eggs before the podcast, so it's it's coming afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but uh, yeah, if that's uh, if that's all you've got, I think I'm good, mm-hmm. and I'm we good might we'll, we'll sign off then. And hopefully, this was helpful for people. Don't forget to uh, to contact us and you know email us. Let us know if you want to hear any uh, topics discussed on this podcast. We love getting user I- or listener ideas and mm-hmm. listener questions that we can answer. And uh, yeah, that's all we've got. So thanks for tuning into the ASA Health Podcast. This was Andy and Ricky, and we are signing off. All right. Thank you, Andy. Later, buddy. We want to thank Suttmeyer Law Firm for being a podcast show sponsor. Suttmeyer Law Firm has worked with numerous clients within our community for years, and they couldn't come more highly recommended. They offer legal advice and representation for a range of residential and commercial real estate law issues. Are you buying a house, refinancing, having mortgage problems, or contract disputes? The team at Suttmeyer Law Firm can guide you through these processes. As a special offer to our listeners, they are offering a free consultation when you mention the A is A Health Podcast. Visit their website at suttmeyerlaw.com or call 315-363-7777.